The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Dana and Charlie Chapman about their wedding at Paradise Cove in Orlando. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how they chose this venue and how they planned everything and how it all turned out. So welcome, Dana and Charlie. Hey. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Of course. I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how you guys chose Paradise Cove for your wedding. Did you look at Disney or did you always know you wanted Paradise Cove? Back in 2019, we looked at Paradise Cove and we talked to their event planner, Tabitha Carroll, and we were kind of going back and forth on it and we couldn't decide and we went back to Disney and we actually signed with Disney a contract to get married. And then because of the furloughs and the insane restrictions, we decided to cancel. And they gave us our full refund. And we actually went back to Paradise Cove, re-looked at it. And it was one year to the day that we looked at Paradise Cove with Tabitha. And that's when we chose it because we instantly just loved it again. I actually saw it and I was like, this is this is the place. Like, I, I need to get married here. Like something just clicked for me and that's kind of how we did it. It just, we made the decision right then and there and signed contracts that day. Wow. Can you talk a little bit about what the differences were in restrictions that made Paradise Cove so much more appealing? Paradise Cove, they set the restrictions on vendors as far as masks, temperature checking. They kept a list of every vendor who worked at our wedding just in case they needed to do any contact tracing afterwards which we are two weeks out and thankfully have had zero positive cases come from our wedding. So that's great. Yay. Yay. They set all of the rules on the vendors. And then because they're private property, we basically were allowed to set our own rules with our guests. We could decide if we wanted to have and enforce social distancing at the ceremony, at the reception, masks, all of that was our call. We did end up doing it just for the safety of all of our guests. But some of the restrictions with Disney, like tables only being able to be sat with parties who live together was just a lot to deal with. And so it was a lot easier with Paradise Cove to just kind of do it ourselves. And on top of that, with Paradise Cove, because it was a private venue, like, you know, Dana said, we could do it ourselves, but also they really let us kind of just let our imagination go, if you will. And we kind of got to make all the decisions when it came to social distancing and all that stuff, which I really liked because I like being in control. I don't like just letting people plan stuff for me. 
I can't do that. So that's kind of what helped me choose Paradise Cove too. That's interesting. Okay. So then how did your guests react? I guess first they thought you were getting married at Disney and then they found out it was Paradise Cove. What kind of reactions were you getting? When I was at Disney, absolutely nobody was surprised. We actually met working at Disney. So that was completely expected for all of our guests. When we switched it to Paradise Cove, we got some questions. Like, why did we leave Disney? Everyone fully expected us to always have a Disney wedding. When we explained that we were switching because of restrictions, then everyone was pretty understanding about it. Although a lot of people didn't realize that Paradise Cove was even there. And so a lot of our guests were surprised when we told them where it was and how close to Disney property it was. Because even though Paradise Cove was like in the middle of everything, it is extremely secluded. Like you would not know it's there if you weren't looking for it. Interesting. Okay, great. How many guests did you invite and how many were able to actually be there? We invited 45 people and we had 33 people come on the day of. Wow, that's great. Now, which venues did you choose at Paradise Cove? Paradise Cove only has one actual wedding venue and it's an AstroTurf lawn right in front of the beach um, with a, I guess, stone raised platform if you will and so we we got married there but then for their reception it's literally right next door in their covered pavilion so we didn't have to make a choice in venues per se but we didn't have to make a choice in like what kind of ceremony we were going to have because they have three different ones there so yeah paradise cove offers the option between an intimate type package that's basically just a ceremony only or you can rent out the entire venue and have the option to add on a reception which is what we chose to do Okay. And then you need to find your own outside vendors for catering and things like that? Or do they have a list you have to choose from? They do have a list of preferred vendors. You only have to choose off of their list for caterers, but I want to say there was like maybe 10 different catering companies as an option. And with their list, I would say a solid half of their list is Disney vendors already, Hmm. which made it really nice too. Yes, a lot of Paradise Cove's preferred vendors overlap with the lists of Disney preferred vendors, which was nice. That's great. Do you have any you would recommend? We used Cocktails Catering. They were fantastic. All of our food was great. Our guests are still asking us questions about the food that we had. Because we actually did a brunch reception because our wedding was at 930 in the morning and Cocktails was absolutely fantastic. They, you know, they came out at 7 30 in the morning and they set up everything they didn't even talk to us they did it all on their own with the venue Um, they kept bringing us food (laughs) yeah and the food was absolutely fantastic i i could not say good enough about them like it's just it's mind-blowing how good they were do you have any menu items you would recommend for sure the chicken and waffles it's a very southern dish i know but like it was insane the chicken and waffles was my favorite too (laughs) now who made your cake so that was sugar divas cakery up in downtown orlando they are out of this world good the cake was super moist and delicious Um, and we also actually had cupcakes too so the main focus was the cupcakes and the cake was just kind of there for the cutting purposes but it was all delicious Ooh, that's great what flavors did you pick they were mini cupcakes and we had four we had key lime cookies and cream, pina colada, and cinnamon roll. And cinnamon roll. And then the cake was a champagne cake with raspberry filling and vanilla buttercream. 
Got it. Do you have any other vendors you would recommend? Everyone that we used. Absolutely everyone. We had all Disney vendors, and because of that, the day was literally perfect. Yeah, we had Chuck Johnson for our DJ. He was fantastic. Everything went off without a hitch. We had David and Vicky Arndt for our photographers. And again, I've never taken so many photos in a single day in my life, and they were perfect. And then we had Reverend Kevin Knox as our officiant, and he is just, he did fantastic. There was nothing wrong with the ceremony. You know, he got us involved, got our guests involved. And Laura Reynolds did my hair and makeup, and the hair and makeup for our daughter, who's five. And she did a fantastic job with both of us. And myself, too. That's wonderful. Did you do any floral and decor? We did. We got our floral through Atmospheres Floral. They were partnered with Paradise Cove. So like all of our payments for floral just went in with our venue payments. Which was really nice. Yes, which was very easy. One less thing to worry about. We also, with Atmospheres, we went to our planning meeting. And because Atmospheres and our venue are very good friends, our venue coordinator told Atmospheres to, and I quote, just let them dream and figure it out and we'll make it work. That's so great. Can you give a timeline of how your day ran? Yeah. We started at Paradise Cove at 4.30 in the morning, right and early. Too early. Luckily <laughs> <laughs> necessary. Getting hair and makeup done. Most of our vendors arrived about 7 or 8 o'clock to set up the ceremony and everything. And then we started taking photos right about 7.30, I want to say. It was like 7.50. Between 7.30 and 7.50, yeah. And then... Ceremony at 9.30, and because we did most of our photos before the ceremony, we basically signed the marriage license and went straight to our reception. It was beautiful. Mm -hmm. Which our reception lasted until 1.30, and then we had an additional hour afterwards to clean up before our venue rental ended. Oh, you guys had to do the cleanup? For the stuff that we personally brought, like we, we brought in a bunch of lawn games like Cornhole, Connect Four ring toss and a couple of other ones to set up for our guests who didn't want to be on a dance floor to help with some social distancing. And so stuff like that, that we brought in, we cleaned up, but everything else, catering and all of that, our vendors took care of. I see. Got it. Now you mentioned you had DJ Chuck for couples who ask, cause I see this a lot, you know, Oh, I'm going to have a brunch wedding. Is anybody actually going to dance? What would you say to them? I would say absolutely get a DJ. We didn't think we'd need it at first because we didn't think our friends would be dancing. And we were very wrong. And I was very happy about that. There was maybe a handful of times when our, when our dance floor was not full. So I would say absolutely do it. We initially decided to get the DJ just so we didn't have to pick someone to be in charge of like running an iPod playlist, which was our initial plan. And it it was probably one of the best decisions we made for the day. He kept things running smoothly, kept everyone engaged, and there was a lot more dancing than I expected for like 10 o'clock in the morning. And he had a pretty good playlist. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's great to hear. So then what were some of the other important aspects where you focused your attention and budget? Definitely photography. We did skip out on videography this time around, which I do kind of regret. Is there going to be another time? There might be a we'll never <laughs> but since we skipped out on the videography, I really wanted to make sure that we got good photography. So we went with David and Vicky, two shooters. We had seen their work, knew that they were going to be fantastic. 
Yeah, they absolutely blew my mind with what they could do and how they could get stuff. Because we actually had, because it was a morning rain, we had a lot of sunrise photos on the water, which can be very hard to shoot. And from what I've seen from sneak peeks, they're absolutely gorgeous. Oh, that reminds me. I don't often get grooms on the show. Can you describe what the speedboat entrance is like for my listeners? Yes. Yes, I can. So the speedboat entrance is a very cool process. Right before the ceremony started, I walked out on the dock with the boat driver. We got onto the boat and we went out and we just kind of sat on the water hiding for like five minutes while everybody sat down, got in place, all that fun stuff. And then when they were ready, our event planner, Tabitha, called the boat driver and we did a circle around the lake and came in and I came in on the beach and had to walk around. There's a a little like area of palm trees And I walked directly to the wedding platform thing and stood with Rev Kev. And as I was coming in, we actually get to choose a song to come into. And I chose the theme song from the Pirates of the Caribbean movie, which was pretty (laughs) cool. Added bonus to the boat entrance is only $85. So please absolutely get it. So it's super cheap for something really cool. For something really cool, you absolutely should get it. I don't regret it one bit. And all of our guests was like, that's the most Charlie thing he could do again coming into this wedding. <laughs> wow, at $85, I would be tempted to have both of us do a speedboat entrance. <laughs> well, for another $85, you can do a speedboat exit as well with both of you. <laughs> with both of you, yeah. That's awesome. I want to take a quick break and let you know about this episode's sponsor. I am very excited to be partnering with the heritage brand Lennox, whose products have been appearing on wedding gift registries basically since the invention of the wedding registry. Not only do they offer classic china, but they also now have casual dinnerware, serving accessories, and of course, Disney-themed Christmas ornaments. I think a lot of couples today feel like they don't need to register for housewares because they've already set up their home, but your wedding guests want to give you gifts, and they want to give you gifts that you want. And a registry is a service to them and a great opportunity for you to upgrade what you have or augment it with things that you might not buy for your yourself. And then every time you use the items that your guests get you, you will think of the people who gave them to you. So I am a big proponent of using fancy china every day, especially now when we are all cooking and eating at home so much. But Lennox also has a lot of casual dinnerware that's really versatile. So they sent me this cool dessert set and tray in a mix and match pattern called Blue Bay. And when Patrick saw it, he got very excited about planning an at-home dessert party where we make the treats from our wedding in Epcot and then we eat them from the Blue Bay china while we listen to the Illumination soundtrack. But Patrick was even more excited when he saw that they included the Minnie's Dream Wedding Christmas Ornament, which you have probably seen. It's Mickey and Minnie, and Minnie is holding out her hand, and she has a 24-karat gold ring on it. We buy a Christmas ornament on every Disney trip and write the year on it, and I think it's a tradition that many Disney fans enjoy. So I feel like this ornament would be really meaningful for the year that you got married. And you don't even have to go all the way to Disney to get it. All of Lennox's Disney ornaments, the Blue Bay dessert set, and tons of other great picks for your wedding registry are available online at lennox.com. And Disney Wedding Podcast listeners can get 20% off their entire order by using the code DisneyWeddingPodcast in all caps. And now, on with the show! 
Okay. So what were some of the less important aspects where you saved your money or just your effort? The one biggest thing for me was the bar. Because it was a morning wedding and the reception was at 10 o'clock in the morning, we decided not to do a bar. And because there was so much stuff at the wedding, our guests truly did not miss it. So I think that was a good thing that we could skip out on. Yeah, we focused more on the entertainment for our reception with the DJ. We had a photo booth. We had the lawn games. And I think I only got maybe two comments about a bar, which we had initially planned for it. But due to budget at the last minute, we ended up cutting it. Thanks, COVID. Which was nice. (laughs) (laughs) And the other things were we went with simple candles for our centerpieces we didn't do a whole lot of floral there and the floral we had at our ceremony we reused for our reception that way we didn't have to pay for double floral and our venue moved it all with no issues okay this is good stuff and it's interesting to me that you mentioned that not only did you guys not have a bar but you had people dancing almost the entire time so it seems like for people who are worried you know that they need a bar to help loosen up the atmosphere or something. It seems like that's not even an issue. So that's great to hear. We did have a coffee bar, so the caffeine might have helped with the dancing. (laughs) We also have a lot of our friends who are either current or former cast members. So they're very outgoing and friendly as it is. We also specifically chose songs that kind of warrant dancing and you can't be sitting down. They're interactive, if you will. And that so that kind of I feel helped with the dancing, too. That's a great idea. So out of all of this, what ended up being each of your favorite memories of the day? So my favorite is actually kind of one of those little backstage moments. Our daughter is five years old. And as we were getting ready to kind of hide in the little house at Paradise Cove to watch his boat entrance, we turned around and she had passed out asleep on the couch like five minutes before we were supposed to walk down the aisle. And she was our flower girl. So we had to wake her up and get her awake five minutes before going down the aisle. And our daughter is not one of those ones that can get up and like be ready to go in 30 seconds. She needs a solid half an hour to like wake up, and get herself together. So she ended up walking down the aisle with her, her blanket. Yeah. That's adorable. <laughs> and I actually have two. One being the boat, obviously. And then on the dance floor, at one point, one of my best friends walked over and just started dancing with me, like slow dancing as a, as a joke. But that, that's something he and I would both do on a normal basis. Like we worked at Disney together and that was not uncommon for us. And I just thought that was really kind of funny and cool. So, and then I took his wife and her and I slow danced. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? Yeah. I kind of made a boo-boo. Uh, So we actually lost all of our tips and thank you cards. Mm. No thanks to myself. I had put them down in kind of a frenzy trying to get like over to the reception. And I thought I put them in one place and I guess they weren't there. And they ended up being in my backpack. And I looked there. I looked there. And then our like maid of honor, best man, kind of everything friend looked and kind of found them randomly like, halfway through the ceremony and so that's the only thing that really kind of went wrong if you will but we we also did find them so like i guess didn't really end out too badly mild panic attack at losing all of those though yeah that was a lot of (laughs) (laughs) wow now was there any aspect of the wedding or planning that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then it turned out not to be 
I was really worried initially about it being early in the morning and were people going to dance or have fun or be functioning so early in the morning, which is why we added things like the coffee bar and stuff like that. And I don't think we necessarily needed it. Our guests were excited to be there, ready to dance, ready to have fun. I don't think the coffee hurt, but I'm not sure that it was as big of a deal as I made it out to be in my head during the planning process. I don't think I had any, truly. I, I don't remember most of the day, honestly. It's kind of just a blur. But I, I, don't, I don't think I had any, truly. That's great to hear. Now, is there anything that you guys know now that you wish you'd known when you were planning? Yes, I wish we had just gone with Paradise Cove. I love Disney, I do. And we are very much Disney people, but the stress that Disney caused us is why I wish we had just gone with Paradise Cove from the beginning. Plus, with everything being so different right now with fairy tale weddings, having limited staff and attention, the attention that we received from Paradise Cove was complete night and day from what we had when we were booked with Disney. If we sent an email to our coordinator at Paradise Cove, we got a response more often than not within the same day, unless we sent it like in the middle of the night and then we got it the next day. Paradise Cove, you know, we planned a solid, I would say 75% of our wedding in two weeks where in, in Disney, it took us two months to get even a response in an email. And at that, the email was a very like kind of shut up and go away email. Like we're, we're working on it which didn't feel right to me, so. Yeah, it was a very cookie-cutter response, which, like I said, I understand with the limited team they have now. Even just Paradise Cove, the attention that they gave us made us feel really, really important, and that wasn't something we were getting from Disney, which is another part of the reason why we switched over. Okay, so, and you've kind of answered this, but do you have any other tips for couples who are considering Paradise Cove, especially if maybe they are Disney couples and they're not cool with the current restrictions and they're thinking maybe Paradise Cove would be a good alternative? So my biggest tip that I can say is absolutely do it. There is no regret we have. The planner is absolutely fantastic. She also did a Disney college program, so we we bonded with that, but Paradise Cove just all around is a phenomenal venue. You, you cannot go wrong. This is not a wrong decision. Yeah, all of our guests were amazed. And we have a lot of guests that live here in Central Florida. And a lot of them didn't even know that Paradise Cove was there. And even if they did know it was there, they didn't realize how beautiful it is. Just the natural beauty of Paradise Cove is enough to make you want to do it. I mean, it's it's on a lake. There's a beach with the sunrise or sunset. Like... You would be crazy to not pick Paradise Cove in my mind. The palm trees and the the old oak trees with the hanging Spanish moss give it a very kind of old Florida vibe. Plus, for people that really like the venues at Disney, like Luau Point, Luau Cove, beaches type things, it's got that same kind of vibe, but it's a lot cheaper. <laughs> not only cheap, but another kind of tip is just... Do your research and don't be afraid to ask questions. Their their team will answer anything, any question you have, and then some. Like I, I asked them no less than a hundred thousand questions. I mean, not actually, but you get the point. And I got a response within the hour almost every time. They're all so nice. And even still, like we go back just to kind of do the wave runners and water sports, and then know who we are, and that's great. 
Added bonus, if you get married at Paradise Cove, you have a lifetime discount on all of the water sports there. And that's why I chose <laughs> I had no idea. That's amazing. Yeah, we had no idea until our planner told us, like, the morning of that if you want to do water sports, because they do, you can rent boats or run jet skis or stuff like that at the venue when they're not hosting events. And she said that once you get married there, all you have to do is let them know you are a Paradise Cove couple when you booked and you get a discount for the rest of your life. That's fantastic. Well, Charlie and Dana, I think you've offered a lot of great tips for anyone who's considering doing a wedding or a vow renewal at Paradise Cove. And I appreciate your taking the time. Of course. course. Thanks for having us. Thank you. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at FairyTaleWeddingsGuide.com.